Welcome to the underground, the Steel City Underground, the black and gold standard for Pittsburgh Steelers coverage. Now, here's your host, Joe Kuzma. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Steel City Underground podcast. My name is Joe Kuzma, and by the time you're hearing this, I'm flying solo for a very specific reason. Um, the NFL free agency period will have begun and a very snarky, funny tweet that was put out just before this all started by the Pittsburgh Steelers, Dale Lolly, who puts out very great stuff. If you don't follow him, D Lolly underscore PGH, he says, just to be clear, there have been no backroom deals made in the NFL at this point. No teams of agents have spoken yet. That will happen in less in 10 minutes but deals will be announced in 11 minutes which is exactly how all of this works uh so i wanted to bring all of you into a real quick hitter of a show um flash was out there in the twitterverse earlier and as he had mentioned we didn't want to get into some hot and heavy details of anything just for the mere fact that just about anything that we're going to speak about will probably be invalidated so uh but i wanted to ask if some of you are ready for free agency because uh, there's some comments, there's some conflicting information that's out there, and I'm going to pull up the official NFL 2023 free agency questions and answers directly from the NFL website, the press release that was put out, just to uh, iron out any kinks that are here and go over some of the Steelers' um, free agents. Just remember, even though we do have, well, it's a per per perfect uh, area to start is right here. Actually, when does the 2023 free agency signing period begin? Four o'clock Eastern time, Wednesday, March 15th. So that's later this week. And the two-day negotiating period or the legal tampering period for potential unrestricted free agents. So anybody that's under a tag is not a potential free agent because they're tagged. Potentially, they're going to return to their team. That includes Lamar Jackson. And it's a good point to maybe bring this up as well. Uh, some of you might be on here. I, I appreciate our two percenters. Some of you that are the 20 percenters, you check out everything that we do. Uh, and if you haven't, this is just kind of like just uh, talking about just basics of free agency and some of the Steelers free agent names. If you want our full in-depth analysis, our critiques, our opinions, the last three or four episodes of the SCU podcast, nothing there is yet outdated. So go back because we talk about who should maybe be brought back to the Steelers, who the Steelers should be looking at elsewhere, et cetera, et cetera. We really hammer free agency from several different angles, the most important positions in areas that the Steelers may be looking to sign. So the two-day negotiating period for potential unrestricted free agents, you're probably listening to this by the time this is already kicked off. That is 12 noon Eastern time, everything Eastern time for the NFL League office uh, for Monday, March 13th. And that goes until 3.59.59 down to the last second on Wednesday, March 15th, because, of course, at 4 p.m. Eastern, that's when these actual deals, they could put the pen to paper and let the ink dry. So anything you even hear now, Monday, Tuesday, and early Wednesday, until we've seen it happen with guys like Emmanuel Sanders and Rand and Randy Gregory and a few others, nothing is final and can't be final until Wednesday, 4 o'clock, and that paperwork starts to get faxed around and everything like that. So clubs are permitted to contact and enter into contract negotiations with the certified agents of players who will become unrestricted free agents upon expiration of their 2022 player contracts. 
at 4 o'clock Eastern, March 15th. The two-day negotiating period applies only to prospective unrestricted free agents. It does not apply to players who have received or who may receive a required tender applicable to play in the 2023 league year. So in addition to exclusive rights players, you have exclusive rights players, you have restricted free agents, franchise players, or transition players. The latter two are tags. The uh, former two there, uh, we'll go over what these mean. Uh, just give me a second. It's further down in this press release before I get ahead of myself. What are the categories of free agency? Players are either restricted free agents or unrestricted free agents. Okay, seems pretty basic, but still there's a designation. A restricted free agent may be subject to a qualifying offer. A restricted or unrestricted free agent may be designated by his prior club as its franchise player or transition player. What is the time period for free agency signings this year? For restricted free agents from March 15th to April 21st. For unrestricted free agents who have received a tender from the prior club by the Monday immediately following the final day of the NFL draft for the 2023 league year, i.e. May 1st, from March 15th to July 21st. This could get really, really deep, so just hang in there with me. Or the first scheduled day of the first NFL training camp, whichever is later for franchise players, March 15th until the Tuesday following week 10 of the regular season. That is also the trade deadline. So you're familiar with this if you followed Le'Veon Bell. Uh, transition players, March 15th to July 24th. And after July 24th until 4 p.m. Eastern on the Tuesday following week 10 or the regular season, et cetera, et cetera. So basically anybody that's one of these special designations uh, as far as a tag, you see it. They set out camp and then they don't sign it. That's what this all pertains to. That's all you need to know, and they could still sign it. Uh, Bell, oh, I'm going to show up week one, then does. Well, one year he signs, one year he doesn't, right? Shows up week one after he skips all the offseason activities. This is the same thing going on right now with Lamar Jackson. Could also be occurring with other players who received the tag, not De'Ron Payne. And we've had some NFL news, and I'll gloss over that real quickly, too. As we get into the thick of this, but continuing on was the difference between a restricted free agent and an unrestricted free agent uh, players with well for 2023 league year players with three accrued seasons who have received a qualifying offer become restricted free agents when their contracts expire at the conclusion of the 2022 league year on March 15th. So Wednesday, four o'clock, right? Unrestricted free agents have completed four or more accrued seasons. Uh, that's basically your rookie deal. It's a maximum of four years upon expiration of his 2022 contract an unrestricted free agent is free to sign with any club with no draft choice compensation owed to his old club, which will be the difference with any of your restricted free agents. What constitutes an accrued season? Six or more regular season games on a club's active slash inactive reserve slash injured or reserve slash physically unable to perform lists. So they were... For example, Josh Dobbs a few years ago didn't play that whole season. He was on IR that whole season. He still got to accrue a full season. That's very important when you're talking about the NFL benefits packages, such as health care and whatnot, for veteran players and the Players Association. That would accrue a season. It also has to deal with the contracts. Otherwise, if you're under the accrued seasons, uh, that's, the, that's how waiver wires and things like that work. But I'm going to stick to free agency right now. What are the right of first refusal qualifying offer amounts for players who've completed three accrued seasons? To be completely honest, I'm not going to get into all of the financial details here, uh, but there's, um, the, let's see here, for right of first refusal compensation at the player's original draft round, 
one-year salary of at least $2.7 million or 110% of the 2022 paragraph five salary, whichever is greater. It goes with second rounds. First round selections have up to $6 million. The second round selections 4.3 or the 110%. And it goes on so forth and so on. Uh, for right of first refusal and compensation of only one first round draft selection, but any provision in the new club's offer sheet Waiving or limiting the new club's ability to designate the player as a franchise or transition player is not a principal term and need not be matched by the prior club. A one-year salary of at least $6.5 million or 110% of the 2022 paragraph 5 salary, whichever is greater. So that's an important detail as well. Any kind of waiving and stuff like that, it's kind of like you're redoing the deal a, a certain way. What determines an unrestricted free agent? A player with four or more accrued seasons whose contract has expired. Again, there's no draft picks involved. They're free to negotiate. These are the guys that are right now you're hearing everything about early on Monday, Tuesday, prior to that Wednesday, 4 p.m. Uh, deadline. What determines a franchise player? The salary offered by a player's club determines what type of franchise player he is, exclusive or non-exclusive. We discussed this in the last episode with Lamar Jackson and about 12 or $13 million difference between the two tags with the exclusive, meaning they cannot negotiate with anyone else. Exclusive franchise player is not free to sign with another club, is offered the greater of the average of the top five salaries at the player's position for the current year. Uh, as of the end of the restricted free agent signing period on April 21st, or the amount of the required tender for a non-exclusive franchise player as explained below. And this gets into a lot of bylines and stuff like that too. It has a lot to do with uh, other teams being able to match, draft pick compensation. I'm just going to leave it at that. There aren't too many. When you get into the restricted free agents on the Steelers list, You'll understand why I don't really get into this too much because typically if the original team is going to sign this player as a restricted free agent, they control the contract. Most teams aren't sniffing around. Again, Manuel Sanders, uh, another great example several years ago, was a restricted free agent. New England Patriots were kind of looking around, sniffing around at him. And uh, I think they made an offer and then the Steelers ended up matching. But had the Steelers decided not to match, the Patriots would have owed the Steelers a form of comp compensation and i don't remember if it's uh i don't remember what they placed uh, or what what that was uh specifically how that played out to be completely honest i can't remember how much money it was but uh there's a lot of different fine line items here that uh you know i again this is a primer you can read it down here but how much of this do you want me to read i mean i may as well be reading an instruction manual for a washer and dryer at some points of this so i don't want to bore you into death but, uh, it, you know, it gets into it's calculated by summing the amounts of the franchise tags for players at the position for the five preceding league years, dividing the result amount by the you get the point and, and just let somebody on TV or on the NFL.com website or, or somebody reputable like Dale Lawley, like I just said, which he'll probably just get that information from someone else that really there's only a few people like the Omar Khans of the world that have to calculate and figure this stuff out it's like you know it's like the IRS so how many franchise players and transition players can a team designate each season a club can designate one franchise player or key terminology here keyword or meaning not and you can only have one or the other one franchise player or one transition player among its potential restricted or unrestricted free agents. So when we're talking about like the New York giants, 
doing the deal with Daniel Jones and then uh, franchise tag at Saquon Barkley. That's because they had to get one of them signed and one of them to tag. Uh, they couldn't tag both of these guys. So that's important. Can a club decide to withdraw its franchise or transition designation on a player? Yes, they can. A club can withdraw its franchise or transition designation, and the player then automatically automatically becomes an unrestricted free agent either immediately if the tender is withdrawn after the start of the 2023 league year or when his 2022 contract expires if the tender is withdrawn before the start of the 2023 league year. That's an important detail. The Steelers never rescinded theirs. We'll see what the Ravens do with Lamar Jackson, et cetera, et cetera, so on and so forth. The salary cap for 2023 is set at – let me let me take a deep breath here. Two hundred and twenty-four million eight hundred thousand per club. So two twenty-four point eight million per club. When uh, must teams be in compliance with the salary cap at the start of the twenty twenty-three league year, which begins at four o'clock Eastern? Once again, Wednesday, March fifteenth. If a team is under the salary cap at the end of a given season. Can the team carry over room to the next season? Yes, they can. A uh, team may carry over room from one league year to the following league year by submitting notice to the NFL prior to 4 p.m. Eastern on the day following the team's final regular season game, indicating the amount of room the club wishes to carry over. Um, so, And I believe there's also other byline limits and things like that. There's definitely a salary floor that doesn't get talked about in the NFL too much because so many teams are manipulating the cap, and I'm going to get into some of that recent news here in a few minutes. Oh, that's actually the final item here. What is the maximum amount of room that a club could carry over? Uh, and it says it could carry over 100% of its remaining 2022 room to its adjusted salary cap for 2023. So uh, that's interesting. And of course, these things all get spent and moved around and we see what's happening with Sean Watson uh, getting restructured. And I'm going to bring some of that up in just moments here, but I want to remind everyone that the Steel City Underground podcast Coming to you, oh, maybe several times this week. We're going to see how, many, how much news that we do get on, but it is brought to you uh, by the good folks over at Manscaped. Uh, this is a public service announcement that Manscaped now has beard products and is going even further with their brand new Weed Whacker 2.0. Go ahead and tell the world the leaders in below the waist grooming are traveling north of your South Pole with the revolutionary grooming products, the new Weed Whacker 2.0. And their new beard line confirms they have all the best tools for your hygiene toolbox. So if you've already got the one kit, may as well add on to it the nice shave bag. This Weed Whacker 2.0 is your it's for your nose hairs, folks. This is uh this is an improved product based on the first one, which wasn't shabby at all. And um just waiting to get my hands on one so I could tell you uh whether or not it sucks or not. But uh that's kind of the point. How you know, um I lost my point. I lost my spot. I'm sorry. Brand new Weed Whacker 2.0 offers improved blades and skin safe technology with a no tugging guarantee. It's never been so painless to mine your man holes. Brian loves that word. Uh, now that you have your face looking great, you must also try Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0 for the full body grooming experience. Don't forget about that as well. And that Performance Package 4.0 now comes with the Weed Whacker 2.0 and all of the other below-the-waist grooming products Manscaped is known for. Your significant other will be delighted to see you covering all bases if you know what we mean. So get 20% off and free shipping worldwide at Manscaped.com by using the promo code SteelCity20. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped com steel city 20 always use the right tools for the job with manscaped so uh kind of 
Moving on a little bit more to Sean Watson. I was already uh, intimating at this just a few moments ago, and everybody was talking about how, oh, well, the Browns will just restructure them and they won't have any troubles and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, Ari uh, Mirov over at um, My Sports Update, who, he, you know, he landed a gig with Pro Football Focus in the last year or two, so always a great follow. But the Browns uh, restructuring Deshaun Watson's contract means his cap number for 2023 drops to $19.1 million, down from 55 But what does that mean for everything else? His cap numbers for the remaining years of his contract are now $64 million in 2024, 2025, and 2026 with a $9 million void year in 2027. And as we mentioned, you could only restructure a certain percentage of a contract. And as each year continues, there's going to be less and less of this money that they're going to be able to float forward. I'm really anticipating maybe two $80 million cap, cap hits in 20, 2025 and 2026 unless they rip up this dude's deal and give him a whole new one. Now, uh, for the Cleveland Browns, what that ends up doing is I know people are going to think, oh, Joe, you're such a smart ass, blah, blah, blah. Browns will be just fine. Well, they're only – they're $21 million under the cap right now. That was with all the adjusted money that they were able to float over as per that uh, Q&A that I went through from uh, the NFL. I just, you know, they got 58 players under contract right now, but you float forward to 2024 and they're already 14 and a half million over the cap with only 35 players signed. You got to bring 90 to camp. I mean, as, um, oh, they'll just do it again. They'll just do it again. Eventually this is going to come back. It does bite you in the ass. Look at what the Rams got going on. They just traded Jalen Ramsey. Uh, I'll just jump right over to that as well because there's no point in just keep ripping on the Browns. I'm actually curious to see what they end up doing because of some of the things they've been moving around. Uh, when you don't have any cap room projected, and I know the cap will go up, okay? Uh, it's just um, maybe it'll uh, circumvent or supersede this $15 million or whatever, and they're still going to have to play and shuffle some money around because when you sign deals, it's going to be like a three-year deal. you got to sign somebody in in the future. And that's what the Rams, the LA Rams, were dealing with with Jalen Ramsey. They just sent him for, I don't know, like a box of Cracker Jacks or whatever when it comes to um, uh, going to the Miami Dolphins. And everyone's like, ah, why didn't the Pittsburgh Steelers do this? And we discussed this on one of our previous shows. And you end up taking a look at the dead money and the cap hits and whatnot. Uh, coming over to the Dolphins, his cap number is 17 mil this year, 18 and a half and 19 and a half. He'll be 31 years of age in 2025 for that nearly 20 million cap hit. Although there, the Dolphins can get away from it and save that entire figure. Uh, if they happen to part ways, we mentioned when it comes to corners and wide receivers, age 31, that's cutoff point. You either stink at 31 or you stink at 32. 31 is like a God's giving grace if you're able to still play at this high level of professional football at such an accelerated age. Uh, twenty, Almost $20 million for uh, you know a 30-something corner. That's just, he's 29 already. I get that Ramsey's a dude. The Steelers, they're going to be able to do some things. They could probably sign like, I don't know, like a Cam Sutton, a Terrell Edmonds, and DeMonte Casey. They could sign like everybody that's a free agent in their secondary and still have some uh, leftover money. So I believe uh, there is something that does end up bugging us a little bit in uh, courtesy of my um, uh, good colleague and pal, our editor over at uh, Steel City Underground, uh, Tina Rivers. And I quote, I'm trying to find Tina's tweet. 
Every time someone comments mid or overpaid on an NFL free agency update about any player, $5 goes into her retirement plan. It is a pet peeve, though, of all of us because talking about bargains, talking about what somebody else makes. I mean, nobody would like you to talk about. Like, you don't want your neighbor talking about, like, or family members talking about your money, right? Uh, it's, it's an uncomfortable type of situation. So uh, really quickly, though, I'm going to hammer out. Oh, I should just mention the other elephant in the room that happened uh, after we got off the uh, air with our last uh, episode. And we were talking about quarterbacks and talking about the stupid things that people do for them. The Carolina Panthers trading for the Chicago Bears number one overall pick in this year's draft gave up pick number nine, first rounder, pick number 61, which I believe is right at the opening of the third round, a first round pick next season, and a second round pick in 2025, plus a player wide receiver, DJ Moore, who may be considered a top 10 wide receiver in the league. Very rich for a rookie quarterback could be your franchise quarterback, but there's still so much that's unknown. Uh, but the Panthers are shooting for the moon there. A lot of people said that's because they didn't uh, win the uh, Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. At the same time, a lot of people are saying, why don't they sniff around at Lamar Jackson? Well, you couldn't just yet. Lamar doesn't have an agent. He's his own agent. And do you want to hamstring your salary cap? Do you want to be paying somebody like 50 plus million dollars a year at the quarterback position? Or is it a little cheaper to go this way? I, I get that you gutted some of your roster. I don't know. This isn't a move that I would make, folks, but I understand the cheap rookie quarterback contract thing and then adding some other players maybe around them. Maybe they could do a Jacksonville Jaguars type deal. So we shall see. Uh, but heading on and finishing and wrapping up this show with uh, some of the Steelers news as some of the pertinent things that you need to know as a lot of the news is starting to already blow up. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, I was going to pull up their... Okay, here we go. I got it. Uh, their team salary cap, they have currently they have 10.4 million in space as of right now. No further moves have been made other than the release of William Jackson III, which we anticipated. Uh, that happened right after we went off the air or sometime over the weekend last week as well. Uh, so you could see that the Steelers, they have some um, higher dollar. They're higher dollar players, maybe some of the restructure things that they could do. Again, you're going to end up having to pay this at some point. So you got to be careful of what your liabilities are into the future. But the big one is uh, TJ Watt with a $29.3 million cap hit. I would surmise that uh, Cam Hayward could be extended. They could bring down his $22.2 million as well. Micah Fitzpatrick, $18 million. Deontay Johnson, $16.3. Uh, and then you have Chikwarma Core 4, 13. Miles Jack at 11.2. James Daniels, 11.1. And then Mitchell Trubisky, 10.6, who we still believe could be released to save them $8 million in relief. Gunnar Oshevsky somewhere in there at $2 million savings, as well as Akilo Witherspoon at a $4 million savings. So, uh, keep your eyes on that. Again, this is the type of stuff that could be invalid by the time you hear me say it. So just some speculation there. The Steelers free agent list. Um, this one uh, is currently listed by current average per year. As you can see, William Jackson III was averaging $13.5 million. I guess he's considered a former Steeler, even though the Steelers, he didn't actually play or really suit up. They traded for him by the deadline, and he never really got on the field. Larry Okajobi's next on this list at $8 million. Uh, average per year. Mason Rudolph then, it starts to go a little lower. 4.9 for Mason. Uh, Devin Bush, 4.7. That is based on a rookie contract, of course. Chris Warmly, reserve a defensive lineman, 4.5 million. Cam Sutton at 4.5. Derek Watt, 3.2 average per year. 
Uh, Jesse Davis, a right tackle, doesn't really play $3 million. Uh, Tyson Alualu, 2.7, 36 years of age, mind you. Marcus Allen, 2.5, safety turned linebacker. Terrell Edmonds, one we've been earmarking, 26 years of age, $2.5 million for the Steelers, starting safety opposite Micah Fitzpatrick. Robert Spillane, reserve linebacker, $2.4 million. Malik Reed, a backup edge that was traded for from the Denver Broncos at $1.5. Demonte Casey, part of those sub packages with the multiple defensive backs and safeties. He's at a 1.1 at uh, age 30. Jeremy McNichols, he was brought on board. Uh, last season into training camp and got hurt. He is a restricted free agent at $1 million, roughly. Trenton Scott, uh, right tackle. He's unrestricted, 29 years of age, $1 million. Anthony Miller was already re-signed. Carl Joseph, safety, 30 years of age, $1 million. We have a lot to say about this entire list and all these players on the previous episode, so go and check it out. And just to wrap this up, there's Steven Sims is a restricted free agent, as is J.C. Hassenauer. Uh, they're both under uh, about a $1 million. Uh, Miles Boykin, however, he was claimed off waivers last year from the Baltimore Ravens, but he is now a 10-year player and unrestricted free agent, age 27 uh, very much so a special teams uh, specialist, uh, gunner, somebody I'd like to see back. Uh, list is a little out of date here. Carlos Patel was already released along with William Jackson. He didn't really, he was a street free agent. He didn't save them a whole lot. Jameer Jones has been re-signed. He's a reserve edge rusher, outside linebacker. And then you've got Christian Kuntz, long snapper. He was brought back. Benny Snell Jr., unrestricted free agent. And then James Pierre is a restricted free agent. And Zach Gentry also unrestricted as we round out this entire list folks thanks for joining us i meant for this to be quick the news is going to be hot and heavy i'm already like looking on these other screens and trying to see do we have anything else uh b banging around here we do but i'm not going to uh just uh start speaking out of turn yet i'm just gonna let you get back to following the twitterverse follow us over at steel city underground uh, at Steel City Undergur, if you could see it somewhere down here, if you're watching on YouTube, great. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for supporting Steel City Underground, no matter where you may be watching or if you're listening. And don't forget to leave those reviews. Thumbs up, like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. My name's Joe Kuzma. We do appreciate you. We're going to have more stuff coming your way, maybe even a live show if we can get everyone on the horn later this week to talk more about Steelers free agency, who's been signed, and some of the other maybe ridiculous deals that end up happening around the league. So until we get to that, we encourage all of our viewers and listeners out there to, until next time, be safe, be good, and we'll catch you later. We would like to thank you for listening and remind our listeners to follow us on social media and our website, www.steelcityunderground.com.